Hey guys, this is Sabria checking in. So in case you missed it, Ty and I just released the first episode of Brown Coffee Black Tea, March 16th, and we're so excited. So if y'all haven't tuned in yet, check it out. Just to give you a little overview, we just talked a little bit about ourselves, where we're from, and provided a little backstory about the UP but really excited to get into this new episode. We have a lot of heat on the way, so the kids say. Um, but stay tuned. <laughs> It's late. It's late. It's late. It's late. It's late. All right. Sabria, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, Are I'm you? just trying to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just trying to enjoy this off day. Honestly, you know, um, I have been working during this time. Thankfully, I'm very grateful for my job. Um, it's just been a little stressful because I'm doing a lot of work that is closely tied to the pandemic and monitoring and sort of filtering emails. So I'm happy to just take a break for a while, unplug, focus on cleaning up the house, cooking, you know, just chill. What's happening in New York? Because the news is getting real crazy. Well, first of all, New York State has about (laughs) half of total numbers for the United States um, in our state alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, we are currently um, officially on a lockdown. Um, So even though, like, I think with most places, um, all of the non-essential businesses have been closed, you can still go to the grocery store, the pharmacy, um, parks. You you can still work out outside if you want to at this point. And I saw a meme today that was like, the grocery stores are the new club. And honestly, it's the truth. Every time that I've walked out this house since I've been home, um, I've gone to the grocery store and actually bought stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Club Safeway here (laughs) is popping. Okay. Baby. The lines are still stupid. I'm going to be honest, but it is nice to get out. When I went to Whole Foods, there was a line. uh, I went out with Nuka and there was a line outside. And so it really felt like the club because you had to wait to get in because there was only you had to wait to get in and probably wait to check out. We didn't have to wait to check out because they weren't allowing so many people in. So like oh. you could you would literally get to the front and you like could go to a cashier, but they weren't letting a certain amount of people in the store at a time. So they would literally count us off to get into wow. the store. Um, so back here yesterday, <laughs> they let so, everybody inside. And had two registers open. Oh, yeah. No, nah, they didn't care. And I bet y'all were not six feet apart. That, in the line. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. They had tape on the ground, <laughs> clearly marking <No. laughs> that you should be separated from your neighbors around you. But none <laughs> of the black people in there were listening to it. Oh, my gosh. Um. So that's how it's been here. I mean, we also finally got to work from home, which is like, very big for the New York City Department of Health. Um, working from home is not a thing that we do. Um, mm-hmm. so now we're working from home. Got to be honest. Um, like you said earlier, super thankful that I have a job that I can work from home, you know, still bring in income. Um, but I got to say that I'm not a fan of working from home because I work here. I eat here. I sleep here. I do everything ah! here. And it's just like that we don't know when we're going back to work. So this is just indefinite. I think like had been like, okay, you'll work from home for a week, for sure, a week. You know, I could have toughed that out and been like, all right, you know, I ain't gonna lose my sanity because I'll be like leaving the house again. But now literally everything is done here. So Yeah. But um yeah, I'm trying to stay off my phone because my uh you know how the iPhones will tell you that your screen time went up. Girl, mine went up forty six percent and I'm just like, What? Well, and the thing is, it's nothing on there but challenging. <laughs> there are some funny memes. I will say that. Thank you to the meme people out there getting us through these trying times. Yes. I appreciate you. 
Yes, but, but the, I can't do the challenges. The challenges gotta stop. <laughs> Love y'all, but please, please don't tag me. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but so, honestly, you know, no, go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, I was just about to say. So yeah, like uh, that's been pretty much it for the last week. I'm going on week two for me. I'm honestly look, losing track of the days. So yeah, yeah. And also, side note. I should have gotten my hair braided before all of this really kicked <laughs> off and revved up because at this point, I'm ready to cut it off. Well, and I can't because the salon's closed. Well, as you can see, I got little uh, dookie twists in my hair. This month for taking a style until we go back to work. So we gonna make sure y'all receive a picture of Ty with these blue. <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but. I know we've been talking and like these are some crazy weird times, but it does give us a good opportunity to um, reflect and just talk about some of the things that we had planned this year. Um, I know for you and I, we've talked a lot and with our friends as well. We've talked a lot about, you know, 2020 is coming up. We survived 2019. That was a crazy time, a crazy year. Um, And we were really looking forward to, you know, choosing our words and coming up with our words for the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do think because we kind of have this downtime and this time to really like reflect, start some new good habits, the con- we can finally have this conversation because honestly, I've been putting it off. <laughs> I've sent out questions to friends to help them reflect last year, and I have not done them. Yeah. So this is a good opportunity to just do it all at once. Yeah. Um. So for those of you who like don't know, um, or have never heard of the book, um, every year for the past four years, Sabria and I and two of our other friends um, have chosen a word instead of doing a new year's resolution. And Sabria came to, uh, to us with this idea four years ago because her mom came to it uh, or it came to her with it. Um, So it's just something that we've kind of been doing for the past four years. We choose a word every year um, that kind of centers, I guess kind of centers us for the year. So Asking ourselves, like, what we need for the coming year, what we lacked uh, the previous year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really, like, has given us an opportunity to check in with ourselves. Um, I think that New Year's resolutions and setting new goals can be great. But I know that in the past when I've done that, I oftentimes feel unaccomplished if I haven't achieved a certain thing by December. Um, And so I know for me, choosing a word at the end of the year, the start of the next year has been good because as I go through the year, I start to see how my experiences really aligned with that word. Um, So it's really interesting. It's also interesting to sort of document it along the way as well. but yeah, like thankfully my mom came to me a couple years ago and was just like, this is something that I learned about. You know, a friend gave me this book and I think it's something that you should try with your friends and just see how you like it. So that- we'll be sure to, um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, we'll be sure to include the information on the UP's page on Instagram so you guys know how to access the book um, in case you want to read it or in case this is something that you want to start with your friends or family. So it's like actually the perfect time to have this conversation as well because, you know, with our friends, we usually do a three-month check-in or quarterly check-ins. And as we're about to round off the first 90 days of the year, I think it's the perfect time. So, Sabria, what's your word for 2020? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> wait. What was my word last year? Your word Ooh. was. What was your word? Authentic. authentic. Authentic and authenticity. 
So I just had to remember y'all. My memory is real bad. Y'all gonna learn that quick. Anyways, um, my word this year is commit. Ty, what's your word? My word is light. Uh, I guess background on that. My word, <laughs> my word last year. Um, what I really wanted to do last year, uh, was restore some things in my life. So my word was restoration. Um. And I did a lot of deep diving, deep digging, some really tough, hard work. So I decided that this year my word would be light because one, I, um, I needed to be able to shine some light in some of the darker areas in my life. Um, mm-hmm. two, because I also wanted to go throughout this next year feeling lighter because 2019 mm-hmm. I just felt very heavy very very heavy all the time mm-hmm. um and three I also wanted to be able to be a light to other people so like to kind of like show people like yes you can do this deep diving and this restoration work and this self-awareness work and all of these things um but you can still be light like so be an actual light and be light is in weight so Light yeah. was my word, or is my word for 2020. Ooh, child. As you were saying that, I was just thinking about 2019 and my experiences. And baby, that was a lot of growth. <laughs> um, I think I cho- chose commit this year because I have a tendency to start a lot of things. And not finish them come on you know i have a lot of interest i'm trying to be honest yeah i'm trying to be real honest but i have interest in a lot of different things and i'll get so ramped up and so excited and start a new hobby and just stop along the way um and so this year i really just wanted to focus on being committed whether that's to my health, becoming more physically active. Um, I really enjoy hot yoga. And so my plan this year, it's been a little, uh, taking a little detour was to do a lot of hot yoga sessions, but really commit to health, um, continue in this authenticity from last year. So committing to um, really having honest and authentic relationships. Um, that's something that's really big for me and has really big for me. Um, and just overall, like pushing myself to plan and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I think I often just have this fear, um, of commitment and planning, whether it's because I think, you know, maybe it's, it won't work out or I think about the work that it'll take to actually do it. So, Regardless, commit is my word. So how do you feel like you've in the first 90 <laughs> in the first 90 days of the year? Um, how do you feel like you've been committing or like how has this word been shown in your yeah. life or how have you been able to show it? I think that I have allowed myself to be very honest with myself. <laughs> And it's been so necessary because I think about 2019 and just, you know, it really was a period for for growth for me or period of growth for me. But um, I realized I was holding on to a lot that just was not feeding me, whether it was people, um, whether it was habits, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I think at the start of this year and up until this point, I really challenged myself to let go of things that are really not um, benefiting me and encouraging growth in my life. Um, I think we can oftentimes get into the routine of becoming comfortable with things that make us feel this temporary comfort Mm -hmm. and you know for me I just had to step back and realize like sis this is not sustainable (laughs) and you're not really happy bro like yeah you're not really good you're telling yourself this and it's fine in the moment but long term you know 
whether it's people like these are not people that you want to have in your life. These are not people that really care about you. And so I'm thankful that I've just listened to myself and allow myself um, just a space to just be honest, like really look myself in the mirror and decide to make some changes. And I think it's opened the door to um, really beautiful new things that were unexpected um, and new people. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty pretty good. I don't I don't know what the rest of this year is gonna hold, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. So it's more like how you feeling? Well, oh, go question. Ahead. So it's more like for you, mm-hmm. it's allowed you the space to be able to commit to being honest with yourself. Yeah, I would say that. Um, I would definitely say that. And you know, I think a lot about not showing up in this like half-ass lukewarm way in my own life (laughs) and it's like if I'm setting this standard for myself then I also need to set that standard for other people yeah and just realize like no bro if I'm not trying to do that for my life I don't need to hang on to people that only bring me the bare minimum because if I know that I'm setting this expectation that I should show up 100% and I should give 100%. Why am I accepting crumbs? You know? Maybe you spoke a word. It actually kind of took me out of the <laughs> <laughs> It actually kind of took me out because I think, so, one, being honest with yourself can be very, very hard self work. But to really call yourself on your bullshit and just be like, no sis you showing up half ass right now you like don't show up for yourself you are not disciplined you don't keep your promises to yourself how you expect anybody Mm -hmm. else to do this right all right well thank you for uh, getting me together and reminding (laughs) me to be honest with myself as well um how i'm doing with lights um honestly first 90 days of 2020 I honestly do feel like I have been lighter. Um, I think like even in December of 2019, I was still feeling very heavy and I'm talking like Christmas, like we're talking days away from 2020, like just still feeling very heavy. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, because I basically came up with my word with you in, in the 20 minutes of talking to you on FaceTime because <laughs> I was yeah. <laughs> I was going a completely different uh place and I can't even remember what I thought my word was going to be. Um yeah, I don't remember. Um but we were kind of talking about like I can't even remember what I was talking about. I do feel like it was, you know, something that I'm probably in therapy for. <laughs> um but we were talking about it mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, I felt I feel heavy and I just want to be able to feel my word was going to be truth. That's what it was. Um, Mm -hmm. my word was going to be truth. And I was like, you know, I want to feel like I'm like really standing tall in my truth, like really, you know, just here and not feeling as heavy. And then I think it was either me who said light and you said shine or you said shine first. And I was like, I'm thinking shine. You said light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really have just been feeling light and I think in some I think of some things that have like happened in 2020 already to me, there have been times when I, when I could have taken it and I could have like, you know, walked around with it been very heavy. And I've just literally chosen to like, look at it in a different perspective and just be like, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to choose to be light. Um, mm-hmm. And not to say that I wasn't thinking of having a different perspective in 2019, but the work that I was doing in 2019 was just, heavy like we're talking up we're talking about mm-hmm. like childhood traumas and like all these traumas that I had no yeah. idea existed so now this year you know I'm still like working through some of those traumas and working through some of those things but mm-hmm. I think I have the tools to be able to just look at it and um you know something that my leak says you know I love my leak um but my, <laughs> my therapist also said it like um or she said it in a different way. My leak always says, you know, feelings are not fact. Um, but my therapist, one time when I was telling her something, she was like, and what to you says that that is true? Like what, how, how, hey, is, that, hey. like, how is that true? 
And so when I tried to like pull out the facts and, and most times when you, when you're basing things off of your feelings is either because of fear or because of like whatever else. And so when she asked me that, mm-hmm. I remember trying to pull out the facts of what I was telling her and I couldn't because it wasn't factual. It was just a feeling. <laughs> it was literally just the feeling. Yeah. So having tools like that this year have kind of just helped me to like move throughout life a little lighter because it's just like, okay, like I could feel heavy. I could feel heavy, but where are mm-hmm. the facts that say that this is like really weighing down on me? Like where are the facts that says that this is a heavy mm-hmm. situation? Um, obviously it doesn't work in mm-hmm. everything because some, some days some shit just going to be heavy. Like it just is. Um, yeah. Well, you're going to have to learn how to rock with it. But. Right. Sometimes you just got to rock through the, the heavy days. But I, I will say I definitely have felt lighter in a sense, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think something huge that you said is the fact that you chose to do that work. And you chose to choose light over darkness. You chose to let go of whatever it was. You chose to not hold on to those things. And I think that's something that we have to keep in mind. Like we're presented with choices every single day and it takes us taking accountability for our actions and not just saying like, oh, this happened to me. Some of the stuff we be choosing, (laughs) y'all, like we definitely choose to take on some of these issues when we don't have to. Um, And so I just want to say that's big. Like, yeah, that's huge. And it's interesting that you say um, that another thing that my therapist always says is that you don't have to, you don't have to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, you don't, oh, you don't have to participate in anybody's chaos. Um, and not just anybody's yeah. chaos. You just don't have to participate in chaos. Like you don't have to, you literally mm-hmm. have that choice mm-hmm. to do so. Um, and that's mm-hmm. been very big for me too, to just be like, you know what? I don't have to be a part of this. I, I like I don't I can hand you your card back and just be like yeah I'm not gonna be a part of that you can argue with yourself yeah <laughs> and I guess we should pause because we're gonna get into some more questions so that we can give you just basically the process that the one word book sort of outlines and also how we have come to figure out our words how our friends have it as well um basically in the one word book it lists three steps that you can take to figure out what your worry would be for the year so the first is looking in basically it's preparing your heart preparing yourself to really receive whatever your word is so this involves unplugging from the world this could be you reading books this could be you listening to music this could be you painting going for a walk whatever you need to do to really unplug so that you can be in tune with yourself um I know for me, this really looks like, um, you know, writing down my feelings, asking myself, what is it that I currently want in life? Um, You know, where have I been and where am I wanting to go? And just really trying to be reflective during that moment. Um, What would you say about that, Ty? I think for me, I usually... I usually start thinking about my word like December 1st. <laughs> I like, I like to give myself like a full <laughs> 30 days to start like really meditating on this word. And that's really what I do. I start meditating on like, mm-hmm. it's like a mixture of like going ahead and starting the reflection process of thinking, how did 2019 go? Or how did this past year go for me? Um, mm-hmm. and meditating on that to kind of bring out the themes that I need to. Uh, that I need to think about going forward. So like, what are all the things that I've mm-hmm. learned? Um, Where did I fall short? How can I work on this next year? Which is kind of how I usually get my word. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. So the next part of the three-step process is looking up. Um, And so I mentioned that the one-word book focuses heavily on um, really tuning in with your relationship with God, if that's what you believe. But I will say that this is a process that really anyone can use. Um, The second step just asks you to really focus in on 
how you tune into the universe, how you tune into God, how you tune in or where you tune in to really recharge and find that connection. Um, For me, for step two, I really try to um, be very specific in my prayers to God. Um, And even in my writing, after I've done some unplugging, I really try to become more intentional about, you know, okay, this is what happened in 2019. This is what I went through. This is really what I want to focus on for 2020 um, or the next year. And so like, let me be open. I'm opening up my mind and my heart to whatever is next and like really looking for guidance in that, in that way. Um, And so the same thing, like if it's the universe, if it's literally nature, anything else, you know, really like open yourself up to allowing yourself to be guided by whatever it is that you connect with yeah um and then go ahead no i was just saying yeah i I feel like it's it's the same thing for me um i get very specific but i also like start like manifesting these things out loud on like what I want, mm-hmm. what I want that to look like. For mm-hmm. me. Um, so not just being very specific yeah. in my prayers, but like being very specific with myself and speaking that to myself, like, you know, the little meme where it's the yeah. dude looking at himself in the mirror and like pointing at himself. Like, <laughs> I won't say that that's me, but like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like talking to myself like that. Like, these are the things that I want to focus yeah. on. I'm going to manifest this in my life for the next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's big too, because I've realized, I think I always, I've always known and people always say like words have power. Yeah. But you truly start to realize that when you get older. And I think like I've realized, of course, in talking about love languages and just who I am as a person, that words mean so much to me. And so you mentioning manifestation and telling yourself these things, not just writing them down, but ensuring that you understand these things, that you truly feel these things and understand that you have the power to do something about them or help them happen is really big. Um, so yeah, definitely include manifestation in this little three-step process. <laughs> um, and so the last part of it is looking out. So this is essentially living out your word, going through the year, um, being mindful of where you want to go, the things that you want to happen, and really like allowing it to play out in your life. Um, And so last year, my word was authenticity. And so seeing it play out was like me pushing myself to be more vulnerable in situations where I really did not want to. And let me tell um, you, your girl, you know, before- your girl Sabria was very vulnerable last year. I mean, she reached new heights that I had never seen. Baby. And we've been friends for years. Baby, y'all just don't know. Y'all just don't know. But thank you, Ty. I appreciate it because that threw me. <laughs> 2019 threw me curveball, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we're here. Um. So, yeah, so looking out, like really living it out um, and just allowing whatever is supposed to happen, happen. I think a key thing to note about having a word or choosing a word is that when you get to the end of the year, whatever was supposed to happen, happen. Whatever experiences took place, took place. And you don't need to leave that year feeling any sense of regret or um, feeling bad about not being accomplished because it happened. Things go how they're supposed to. I really genuinely believe that. And so, um, yeah, the next year you choose a new word. I think that's it as yeah. far as the steps. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the process that we all have chosen. Yeah. Um, in terms of choosing our words. I also think that the thing that I yeah. like about um and why I was so excited to jump on when you first brought it to us is that like year after year I was setting like these resolutions. And by the end of the year, like if I didn't achieve them, I felt so bad. Um, but for the one word, mm-hmm. we lock you into a specific goal. It's just kind of like, I want to try to implement more of this in my life. So I want to try to implement more authenticity in my life, or I want to try to implement more light in my life. Mm-hmm. It was a way for you to kind of look at like, oh, 
I was able to do this this way, but you know what? Maybe I didn't introduce light into the situation, but it's fine because it was never tied to a specific mm-hmm. It was always about my growth and bettering myself in as many situations as I can. Um, which is the other thing that I like about it, because even in the book, it talks about like different dimensions and like how it can impact you. Um, so one is like spiritual, physical, emotional, relational, mental and financial. And I think back to when I chose restoration mm-hmm. and I remember journaling. um all the things that I wanted to restore in my life. So like I wrote down that I wanted to restore wealth. I wanted to restore health. Um, and then I had to really get deep and be like, I want to restore some familial relationships. And I'm pretty sure there'll be yeah. episodes where I really get into it, y'all. But I really, um, you know, a lot of people have daddy issues. I, on the other hand, have mother issues. And so I really had to dig deep, um, on trying to, mm-hmm. uh, restore some of those relationships and, in and specifically on my mother's side of the family too. So I had to dig deep in like trying to either restore those relationships or just being at peace with what the relationship was and not expecting anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. like tying it into the six dimensions that are in the book, I was able to like, list the things in which I wanted to restore, how I wanted to restore these things. Um, Some of them I didn't do, but some of them I did. And like at the end of the year, I was just like, all right, the work is, you know, the work that I could do around restoration is done. It doesn't necessarily have to stop. Like, so I think with every word that we've done since 2017, I've always like remembered it in the back of my head. (laughs) You know, like keep trying to remember those lessons I learned so that when I come across another problem, I don't have to relearn the lesson because I don't need another lesson, please. Jesus. Um, But like, (laughs) so I've tried to like keep the lessons that I learned from those things um, to push forward and to go forward. But I also like at the end of the year, just don't feel bad about it anymore because I did my best. We we're moving on to a new word. I'm taking the lessons that I've learned with me. Let's see how I can implement them with this new word. So I have a question because you talked about lessons and learning some lessons last year. What do you think is one of the biggest lessons you learned as it relates to your word, just in general, um, in 2019? Mm, as it relates to my word from last year or this year or both? <laughs> So let's start with last year. Let's start with last year and then go into this year. Um, okay. So last year, my word was restoration, lessons that I learned, boundaries. Um, top, 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 top lesson that I learned was boundaries um, because I realized that in order for me, and this is specifically talking about the restoration of relationships. Um, and I know I, mm-hmm. you know, I talk, I, A few minutes ago, I just said it was a lot about my mom, but it was just in relationships in general as well. Um, That if I wanted to keep these relationships and restore some of these relationships, that I would also have to set and create boundaries and also like follow. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that we have to be honest with ourselves sometimes. And I know I did. Um, I had to be honest with myself about like setting a boundary and then being upset when people didn't cross it. So then like you also have to like, mm, baby. you have to undo that mindset um of how you think things are supposed to go. So when I when I when I say this, that's not what I really mean. Well, you need to say what you mean. Like and if you set that boundary and you told someone that this was not what you wanted or like whatever, you yourself also need to follow that boundary. Um big lesson for mm-hmm. me, uh as I ventured into a situation last year, definitely learned some boundaries. Thank God that's over. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Marnie, I tell you what, uh, there's a lesson in everything. And I tell you that situation taught me boundaries. Um, uh, I think the other thing that I really learned um, was expectations, especially when it comes to expectations of people. Um, yeah. And I think that really came out of Um, so I talked about therapy. I started truly getting serious about like, I had been to therapy before a couple of times, um, but I never stuck with it. And so last year, um, last May, I started really getting serious about going to therapy. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me, um, she called me out on like my expectations of people. And she was basically like, you need to learn how to allow people to be who they are. 
in your life and not expect mm-hmm. them to be someone else. So that definitely doesn't mean like don't expect them to give you respect or don't, you know, obviously, right. <laughs> you know, like obviously people in your life right. respect you, but it, it was placing your expectations on them about who they're supposed to be instead of just understanding that some relationships aren't the be all end all to your life. Um, I saw a meme yeah a couple of weeks ago that said something about um and this is just one example but i saw a little meme that said something about like um i don't necessarily have best friends i have a lot of friends who have a lot of keys and those keys fit different doors um Mm. and i think that really it really speaks to the fact of like releasing expectations of people because some of your friends like you have some friends who like you talk to about certain things um and that's, yeah. you know, that's absolutely fine. It doesn't mean that you're less of a friend to me than the next friend. It just means that like me and you share, yeah. me and you share this bond on one end, me and another friend, another friend might bond over a completely different thing. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, so I think in restoring relationships, I also had to learn um, to release some expectations of, of who I thought that they were supposed to be. Um, and if I'm getting a little. And be, and it's like, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's you also allowing yourself to be realistic about those relationships and those people, which then gives them the space to truly be themselves. Um, so that you're ultimately not set up for failure or heartbreak or whatever the case may be. Because when we are so focused on trying to create these images that suit our needs out of people or create these, um, you know, pseudo personalities or whatever for individuals, we end up hurt right? because it's not realistic. It's not sustainable. And time and time again, they're going to show you who they are <laughs> and you're going to be left disappointed. Right. Like it's, so, it's obviously real like expect someone to respect you, expect someone to be kind, right. um, expect decency from a, right. a person. But when you start getting like very specific on like, well, I expect this person to do X, Y, and Z this way. To show up this way. Right. And the reality of it is, it's like, also, if you haven't had that conversation with a person um, to say like, yeah. I need you to show up in this way for me, then it really does both parties a disservice because it's just like, you needed somebody to show for you in a certain way, but you didn't show the, but you didn't express that. So they showed up how they would normally show up. Like, so, you mm-hmm. you know, and then we get mad because someone didn't meet or exceed our expectations. And I mean, it's, is obviously it's not black and white. It's definitely a whole lot of gray area in that. But, you know, I think about, I'll use my mom as the example. Like we don't have a typical mother daughter relationship. Um, and I had to release expectations of having, um, the typical mother daughter relationship Mm -hmm. and just allowing it to be what it was because otherwise I was setting myself Mm -hmm. up to be like, well, dang, why doesn't my mom do this? Because this is what a typical mother daughter relationship looks like. This is what it should be. And so I would Mm -hmm. appear like upset and crying but also having to just accept what the reality of it is and not to say that it can't change. Yeah. I just had to re- ex- respect right. what it was for now and mm-hmm. not hold any expectations of that because those expectations were hurting me. So when I'm saying like not holding any expectations, I'm saying in like senses like that, like not, not holding expectations that like accepting reality right that go against the reality of things like it doesn't make any sense it's not factual yeah yeah Yeah, i I definitely that's that's b that's (laughs) that's a hard pill to swallow there guys (laughs) it is so that's um that's definitely what I learned. That's your lesson. Yeah, that was my lesson. Yeah. I think um a big thing that I realized or learned, and maybe I'll talk about this later, or maybe it, it gets mentioned later on future episodes. I don't know. But We've talked a lot about The Four Agreements, and that's a book that I read last year. Um, And 
I think two things. One thing I realized and had to address is really not taking things personally. Woo, a word. Not taking things personally. And that's one of the agreements. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. Um, But I think, well, I know, let me be honest with myself. I know there have been many situations in which I took things personally and took ownership of situations when I shouldn't have because it's just like at the end of the day, everyone has different experiences and we act based off of those experiences. And I can't think so highly of myself in situations and think that you are aware of my experiences and how I react to those situations. And I think that leads me to number two, um, one thing that I learned from a good friend is that I am not responsible for the emotions of others and vice versa. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. That's real hard. And it's especially hard because think about how we grew up. Like we're always in... Yep. You know, I, both you and I have started reading all about love. Didn't finish it. We'll finish it. Um, but I think I think it was this book that mentioned that about like how we're taught to show up for people before we even show up for ourselves. Yep. And so that then leads yeah. to like taking taking on other people's emotions and trying to do the work for them. And you just can't. You can't. Yep. And so that's what I'm like so glad that I have the conversation with my friend about this because he was really like, look, you can't, you can't take ownership for these things and you also can't make other people responsible for your feelings. Um, and that's where you really get to that authenticity, like really realizing like, no, if I'm being true to myself and being honest with myself, I need to be able to speak my mind and say what it is that I have to say and not sugarcoat it and not filter it because I'm trying to hold the fragile or perceived fragile emotions of whoever I'm talking to. Uh, of course, you know, saying things in a tactful way and out of love is still very important. But I know that I would not say certain things or withhold information out of fear, out of whatever I thought could potentially happen if I was just honest with myself or just honest with that person. And after I really allowed myself to be vulnerable in different situations, I honestly felt better. Yep. It was hard to get over that hill. But once I pushed myself to just be like, look, this is how I feel. It is what it is. You do what you want with that information. I felt so much better. And so I feel like that has been the biggest lesson that I learned, the biggest two lessons that I learned last year and something that I'm continuing to carry in this year, um, continuing to commit to practice <laughs> because that's all what I did. <laughs> but <laughs> continuing to commit to practice because it's so necessary and it takes so much weight off of you that you just don't need to carry around. Yeah. I also think that not only like speaking your truth and just like being honest with other people, I don't think it, it not only empowers you, but it also creates a boundary. Like it teaches, you know, it literally teaches people how to treat you. Um, because once I've said it, mm -hmm. once I've it done it, like you said, I, you do what you want with that information. I don't, I think a lot of times people think, mm -hmm. oh, speak, I think when we say speaking your mind, sometimes it has like a negative connotation because it sounds like I got to like be rolling my neck and have an attitude about it. And I don't have to have an attitude about it. Just mm -hmm. be honest and be true to myself and just speak what the hell I'm thinking. Like it doesn't have to be rude. I, it, you, mm -hmm. you can take it how you want to take it, but I've at least said it. And that in turn teaches people how to confront you later on. So yeah. I think that's really good. So my question for you as we start to wrap up um, is <laughs> what a, or what felt, what felt difficult one year ago that now feels easier now? So like thinking of your word, 
um, what what's been a lot easier to do? Hmm. Thinking of my word from last year or this year. So we could do it two ways, right? Or just in general. So we could, okay. we could do like the first 90 years of, of the year thinking about <laughs> 90 years of the 90 year. years of the year. <laughs> the first 90 90 days the first 90 days of the year um what felt harder like towards the end of the year to like commit to or commit yourself to um that now feels a little easier honestly I think it's still like being authentic and being honest um I think I've had several situations in which I have not had, you know, they have not been comfortable and they have not been easy situations to deal with. Um, and honestly felt scary because, you know, it meant like unlocking this next level of vulnerability within myself or opening up to someone or whatever. Um, and so I think at the beginning of the year, that was very difficult and not as easy. I thought it would be more difficult. I think also coming from last year and this year and then talking about like really focusing on authentic relationships and really let going of some people, um, you know, it's taken a lot for me to truly be honest with myself and also allow new things to happen. Um and not let and not hang on to the hurt or whatever happened from last year. So I think in the beginning of this year, just being really honest with myself and being honest with people seemed scary and a little difficult. But now it's been so freeing. Um, and I think the difference and I know you and I have talked about this, Ty, but the difference in terms of honesty and vulnerability is knowing that you are in a safe and open space mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you are able to create and establish that relationship with someone else, whether it's romantic, familial, uh, platonic, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I think it's really important to have people like that, that allow you grace and allow you space to just be open and honest and transparent. Because I know for me, the moment I feel like someone is judgmental or um, very closed off or not really interested in what I have to say, I shut down. Mm -hmm. Baby, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> I don't have to talk. I don't, you don't got to do none of it <laughs> at all. <laughs> and it does, like, a side note for me is that it does take a while for me to become comfortable and trusting of people. And I think that is definitely um, tied to my own childhood and experiences and just how like I'm an only child. And I also grew up internalizing a lot and dealing with my issues by myself. So it takes me a, a, a long time can to get really comfortable with someone to be able to get to that place. Um, so I do think like, I'm grateful for the people in my life, the friends and new people that I've met because they have helped to establish trusting and open spaces for me to do that. So now I'm like, okay, cool. You want to know what's on my mind? I'm going to tell you straight up, not sugarcoated. We can go. Yeah. Um, which has been very different in the past. So I think, yeah, I'm liking it. <laughs> it's been a it's been a challenge, but I am. Um, I think for me, what felt difficult one year ago and now feels easier. Um, I would have to say, uh, and I think it kind of goes to restoration as well. Um, towards the end of the year and and the beginning of the year, like after choosing light as my word, I felt like it was going to be. Which is probably why I put it on the list of things to do, but I felt like it was going to be very difficult to shine light into darker places because I'm looking at 2019. Mm -hmm. Like, did I not already do this? Like, 
I already like, you know, I did. can I not get this lesson again? Exactly. Like, can I not have to do this again? But I put it on that list for a reason because I think, um, I think shining light into the darker areas of my life also goes back to like being honest with yourself. And for me, it was a, like, it was a lot of like, how do I show up, um, to myself? How do I show up in my relationships? How do I show up to my friends? Um, mm-hmm. so like sometimes mm-hmm. the things that I don't like, um, or the things that I don't like in people, am I being those things myself? Um, so for me, it's been a lot mm-hmm. easier to reflect on those areas where I could be doing more work. Um, which I also think mm-hmm. is very important for me because I think back to like 2015, 2016, so like 2015, I went through like a massive breakup, um, that I thought I would never get over. Thank the Lord Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. but I went through this, Thank you, love, for girl. Hello. But I went through this massive breakup and I remember <laughs> like in that year and a half, two years after the breakup, I, I felt like I did so much growth so that by the end of 2017, mm-hmm. I was like, and first of all, I'm a, I'm a know it all people. Um, I'm getting better about this. <laughs> I'm getting better about this. I'm a control freak. I'm working on control. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 20, 2017 or going into 2018, I had this whole thing. Like, or I can't even say 2017. I think half of 2017, I was still like doing some growth. And then the rest of it, I was just like, oh, well, I noticed. Like, I'm so, I'm living in my higher self. Like, I'm so mature now. Right. Like, you know, I, I don't need any more growth. I don't. And that was a mistake. It was a mistake because it came back around and slapped me in the fucking face. Um, (laughs) it was a mistake to think that I had done all this growth. And so now what I've learned is that like growth is literally continuous. This shit does not stop. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it just sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a lot easier for me nowadays to shine light into the darker places of myself. Um, and really remind myself that I do have continuous work to do, even for some of the themes around my life that I've learned a lot of lessons, like there's still improvement that I probably could be doing in these areas. So I think for me, that's something that feels yeah. a lot easier to do that didn't feel or felt difficult last year and even 90 days ago. My question to you, Ty, is what are three things you need to tell yourself? Did you you feel this coming? (laughs) I did not know this was coming. I was looking at it and I was like, I need to answer this. I don't really want to, but we're going to do it on the episode. Oh. um, This was, even when you sent it out at the end of the year, I was just like, oh, that's hard. I don't know. Um, Hmm. What are three things that I need to tell myself? Okay, one. One that I also needed to tell myself at the end of 2018 going into 2019 that I think is still very much a theme for me um, is that I am enough and is, you know, very cliche. Very, very, very cliche. Um, But I, I think... I need to tell myself that for many different reasons, um, not only as I'm, you know, still in this uh, rough ass dating world, um, <laughs> but also like even I think about like my career and the work that I do, because I think a lot of people our age like do feel this imposter syndrome. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely think um, I am enough is a reminder that I need to tell myself um, which also like goes into a little mantra that I like started with myself last year is that, um, I'm full, I live a full life, um, and I am love. Um, so just a mm-hmm. reminder that I am enough. That's number one. Wow, Sabria, I did not think you were going to hit me with this. Um, number two. I'm sitting over here trying to think about mine <laughs> and getting a little nervous. Uh... <laughs> Number two, dang, number two, ooh, number two, I do not have to be everything for everybody. Come on with it. (laughs) 
I, um, as I just said, I'm a little bit of a control freak and it stems from a lot of like stuff just going wrong in my childhood, especially when adults were supposed to be the one, you know, when you're a child, you're not, you're not supposed to take care of yourself. Like adults are supposed to be doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. but let me shout out my grandparents because I had great grandparents who like stepped in and did the damn thing. But, um, you know, very early stages of my life, I can remember like making plan B's into terms of like, you know, if we can't stay here, where are we going to stay? If we can't, you know, uh, if we can't eat, like how, like, who do I call? Like, what do I need to do? So like making all of these contingency plans. Um, but that spilled over into me trying to do that for everybody too. And like trying to do their work for them. And in terms, I think it kind of like made me upset when they just wouldn't do the work. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I'm giving you the tools. I'm giving you, I'm giving you like what you need to do. And so one, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to be everything for everybody because it puts stress on me, but it also is a disservice to them because I'm not allowing them to grow if I'm trying to control how they grow and control how they do it and tell them how they're supposed to be doing it. Um, that doesn't serve yeah. either party. And basically what I'm saying is that you can't do this without me. And I'm, listen, my therapist said this to me and I was shook. I was talking about something and how I like had to, <laughs> you know, how my entire life felt like I was always being there for people and I always had to save people, blah, 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 blah. And she looked at me and she was like, who do you think you are? And y'all, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, who is she talking to? <laughs> What you said? Wait a minute, sister. Wait a minute, sister. You know, I I know we cool and whatever. You know, I got a black woman therapist. You know, shout out to her. But I'm like, who are you talking to? Um, <laughs> but she was like, who do you think you are? Like, you're not God. You're not the universe. You're not like you can't control any of these things. How things happen, which is something that we all know. Like, whatever happens is going to happen. Um, I'm a firm believer in like whatever is for you be for you when it happens and when it's supposed to happen blah 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 blah. um but she said that to me and I was just like dang you know kind of shook that you just like basically told me I'm nobody but the the reality of it is is that I'm not God not like I don't have to have this God complex on that I can fix everything and fix everyone's problem problems like Mm -hmm. I am like even personal and work my job is like or what I felt like my job was in my personal life but it is in my professional life is that I'm a fixer I'm a I'm a teacher I like I'm an educator um but yeah so that's something that I I have to tell myself as well that I am I don't have to be everything for everybody um Mm -hmm. number three wow Sabria um it's tough (laughs) um number three i think would probably just be to trust myself and not second guess Mm -hmm. um because i think and not even recent times, but I think there were a few times, especially early 2019, that I just like didn't trust myself. I didn't trust myself to make mm-hmm. the best decisions for myself and who better to make these decisions than the person who knows me best. And that's me. Um, so I think, yeah, I think that's my third one. And we can leave that one short and sweet because I think that just speaks to itself <laughs> or speaks for itself. Like, trust yourself, girl. I'm a little nervous. I'm over here writing y'all because I was like, look, Ty is really thinking and coming with it. Because you called me to think. I really didn't think of all the questions on that list that that was going to be the one, but it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, So I've been thinking and I think my first one is, and I'm still trying to figure out how to best word this, but I think it's, um, you do not need to apologize or sugarcoat your love. Ooh, (laughs) yeah. And it gives me chills too. Yeah. Because, ooh, y'all. Look, another side note. I begin real teary-eyed and emotional at weird times, guys. 
sometimes I feel like my tears are just locked up. And I always tell my friends, like, I'm, I'm crying, crying on, the on the inside. You just can't see it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want to cry. But no, like, really, that's me all the time. But no, really, I feel like that is something that I need to constantly remind myself because there are a lot of times when I um, am giving my love so freely and or a lot of times I felt like I've been giving my love so freely and it's not often reciprocated. And I think in those moments, I have to remember that one Everyone is not going to show you the same love that you so freely give. I want somebody. And that is not a reason for you to apologize for the love that you give. And it's not a reason to stop. It is a moment for you to understand reality and continue to move forward and not to let that stop you. Because I think that I have done that in the past. I've like beat myself up or said, you know, Maybe I shouldn't have done this or I've done too much. Like we love to talk about people doing too much. But I think in this case, it's just like, no, this is how I love. This is who I am. And if it feels authentic to me and Ty often says, y'all, if I'm okay with my actions, then that's what matters at the end of the day. Like I want to, I want to walk away feeling good about my actions. And yeah. Yeah. You can't do that if you're like keeping your love suffocated. Right. Whew, that was a little rough, but that's that's true. Okay, number two. I find you. you want, <laughs> I think you, you mentioned this time. You wanted to go a little deeper, but you didn't. I I peeped. I peeped. I did. I peeped. I did. But it's cool. But it's coming later, y'all. Yeah. It's coming later. <laughs> um, my number two is, and I think you mentioned this as well, Ty. But it's what is for you will always be for you. And I just firmly believe that, like, I just do. You know, there are things that I have tried. There's things that I've applied for and didn't get. You know, there are a lot of goals that I've set and maybe didn't achieve or they didn't work out the way that I thought they would. But at the end of the day, like, whatever is for you, bro, will be for you, will not miss you. There is nothing, there is no one that could ever stop that. Period. That's it. Period. Poo. Nothing. Ain't that what it is? And so. <laughs> period. Poo. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it, it just is what it is. Like, there's nothing. And so, and I also have to remind myself, because it's like every time I face with a problem, I'll be forgetting that I have been through problems before and I made it through. Like. This is not something new. So I think in those moments, I have to remember that like, okay, this didn't work out. But look, it's there is so much more in store for me and it's on the way. And maybe that wasn't for me at this time. Or maybe it wasn't for me at all. But I'm still get what I deserve. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you're going to learn a lesson along and the number way. Three. Good, I'm going to learn a lesson. I'm tired, but I'm going to learn a lesson. <laughs> um... So number three, and this is something I like posted on my Instagram recently. Um, And oftentimes when I post, I have a lot of side notes, but oftentimes when I post words, y'all, it's because I have felt it on such a deep level that my only way to really express it is to like repost it, is to write my words. Like I have to get it out. Um... Ty can tell you, my friends can tell you, like, I'll be feeling things on, I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> words, words really mean a lot to me. And again, I'm sure we'll get into this in, uh, you know, episodes to come. But I think it's because I internalize so much. So when I find words that really express how I feel inside, that truly express my emotions, I gravitate towards them. And they become even more heightened in my eyes. So number three is water yourself more. And this is something that Joelle, a writer, beautiful human out there that Ty and I um, have been rocking with and following on Instagram for a while, been to a couple of shows. This is part of 
um, some words that he put out. And it really hit me because I think I am so often focused on other people. You know, I love helping people. I love being of service. I love pouring into others. But like we have seen before and like we know, we can't pour from an empty cup. Right. You literally can't. Right. We are plants. We are living beings and we need water. (laughs) We need water, y'all. And so I think for me, like water yourself more is like pushing me to remember, like, if I'm not okay, then I can't be the best that I can be for other people. And I have to remember myself. Um, so yeah. That's that's my see it wasn't even that bad. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. I honestly feel great. I honestly feel real good. (laughs) All right, y'all. I needed to get that out. Okay, so we want to hear from y'all. Like, you know, y'all follow us on the on the Instagram page at the undefined perspective dot com dot com. Okay, well, <laughs> y'all know the handle, and it's in the and it's in the details. But um, follow us and let us know your thoughts. You know, we'll be engaging with you all this week to see. You know, do you all do resolutions? Do you all do words? You know what mm-hmm. that looks like for you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm interested. And also how you're managing to stay committed to your word, your goals, even during these trying times. Um, Because it can be easy to get distracted and overwhelmed and very anxious with so much happening in the world. But, you know, it is important for us to continue to tune in and give ourselves some space to really reconnect. So let us know. And as we always say. Um, you know, self-work it is hard work, but it is work that must be done. It is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've got my shit. Sabria has her shit. We've all got our shit. So do you. But this is the place to clean your shit up. Clean your shit up. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.